Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wrestling Daft presents The Daft Sheets. Right, hello guys. It's a different voice coming to your ears to start this time. Uh, it's Lewis McNaughton, the usual correspondent, usual uh, contributor of bullshit. Um, I'm taking the reins this week as a producer for a couple of reasons. First reason, um, obviously welcome to the daft sheet. Be as well getting that, getting that out in the open nice and early. Right, so first reason I'm doing it is because unfortunately... Um, last week, Steve told everyone to keep their weeks shitty, um, so he's been future <laughs> endeavoured. Um, his contract's come up with the podcast, and he'll no longer be here. Um, second reason, I've jobbed out on the quiz two weeks in a row, and I really just can't be arsed getting beat for a third time, so I'm taking the reins of the quiz as well. So, but no, no, no. Uh, unlike unlike me, Chris, Brian, every other wrestling fan, Steve actually has better things to do this week than speak to a couple of dafties. So, he's he's away for this week. He's occupied, but I'm sure he'll be back on next week or the week after that. Um, but joining us this week is the usual um, head of the show. Um, it's a Vince Russo with this podcast. Don't know if he'll be happy with me calling him that, but it's Chris Jack. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Thanks, bro. Thanks, bro. That's uh, that's quite quite the intro. Yeah, I'll I'll take that. I'll take the Vince of the soul. I'll take that approach. Uh, I'm just not. Uh, I, I'm just branching off to do a, a, a racially sensitive podcast on the on the side as well. So, so yeah, uh, I'll, I'll take the Vince of the soul uh, uh, digs, I suppose. <laughs> right alongside me and Chris this week, uh, maybe give him a bit more of a. Uh, nice intro. It's uh, Chris Van Vliet of this podcast. <laughs> he is the uh, the TNA interviewer himself. He's done more TNA interviews in the last few weeks than I've had hot dinners. Um, it's Brian Strachan. How's it going, bud? You're Some right. people even call me Billy Strachan. Uh, I am. Have... <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of Gordon Strachan for a second there. Don't call you Brian. I, you, I, I've been called worse. Uh, but yeah, I've... we'll go with Brian. But we'll go with Brian. Yeah, why for not? It. Why not? Nah, it's sorry, Brian. Uh, but no, I'm back. I did the first two episodes. Welcome, Billy Strachan. I did the first two episodes, <laughs> and now, now I've somehow been drafted back in here. Uh, I don't know how it happened, but uh, here I am. You're the OG, Billy. You're the OG. You're on the pilot as I well. Was. Yeah, I, I tanked everyone in the pilot, and then I lost on the second episode, <laughs> and I was like, fuck this, and they come back. lost your name as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Vince McMahon, I'm changing everyone's first name. Um, <laughs> you, had a, you had a hectic couple of months, have you? All the TNA stuff, how's that I don't. Going? I don't know how I've managed to do that. Um, some I think I pestered uh, the press team to try and get uh, Joe Hendry on the podcast that often. They just went, fuck it, we'll just stick you on the press uh, pass stuff. That'll <laughs> shut you up for a bit. And yeah, I've had uh, Will Ospreay most recently. I've had Moose, uh, Deona Perrazzo, Gil Kim and Alex Shelley. And I've been able to ask them at least one question, which, you know, 
that'll do. It was quite a surreal thing uh, doing that chat uh, last week, Billy. Uh, like, I mean, we'll, we've got uh, the excerpts from uh, the, the Will Osprey chat, uh, my question and your question from it anyway, uh, as the centrefold this week. Spoilers, sorry, Lewis. Uh, but when we get to that, I mean, we can, we can uh, discuss, you know, just the kind of the logistics of it because it's quite a it's quite a weird thing being on those media calls. Sometimes, sometimes they are, and it, it, it's the last ones that we find. The one with the beautiful people was the weirdest one because it overran for time, and they kept answering their, like ten minutes answering one question, and I was sitting there going, "I'm I'm not getting a question in here. There's no chance." And I think it was the second last one. <laughs> was the penultimate question. I thought, oh, thank God, I haven't sat for here for an hour and a half staring at Angelina Love and Velvet Sky. What a terrible evening I've had uh, to, to try and get a question. So, <laughs> it's it, yeah, it's a, just a weird experience in general. But right, makes okay. for good content. Makes for good content. <laughs> right, so we'll get in. Uh, since we've got our new guest, um, Billy's been on before, but this is Brian's first time. Um, so, <laughs> uh, we'll go for another little icebreaker. The icebreaker this week, keep it nice and simple. What we'll do is the traditional table table of four, we'll call it. If you guys had three wrestlers, AEW, Impact, or TNA now, WWE, whatever promotion you want, we'll, we can, we'll say dead as well, um, because we can be morbid like that on this podcast. <laughs> Who would you choose? It can be, it can be anyone from... Hornswoggle, just to give you a little giggle, to Papa Shango like last week. Uh, we'll start with we'll start with Billy. Go for it. Uh, well, I was I was gonna pick three dead folks. That means I get more food because I'm a fat bastard. But um, <laughs> I I chose the new day. I think that was because oh that was gonna be mine. Ah, that was gonna be yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you remember during the the pandemic stuff. Um, WWE tried to do podcasting, and they they had the Alexa Bliss one, which was Ace. But it only had like four episodes, um, and then they still mm-hmm. had the Corey Graves one. But the New Day one was just an absolute riot every week because mm. it would end up just be the three of them slagging each other off. And uh, what's what's not to to enjoy? And plus, the three of them have different dynamics. You've got Big E, of course, big man slapping meat. He's going to get a big big slap of steak in there. <laughs> got Kofi, the vegetarian. He's going to have something probably a bit different, but I bet it's going to taste nice. You've got uh, Xavier as well. He's probably going to have something, some goose gran as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm not <laughs> one of a sharer, but I'd like to see their plates and go, oh, maybe I'll have a bit of that as well. <laughs> are you cooking for them or are these other men? Oh, yeah. Because that, that's, that, that's quite the, the Uber Eats uh, order uh, you're putting in there to cater for everybody. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, it, it's, getting brought, it's like table for three. It's like get, get the mysterious man coming with the plate every so often. Uh, that, that'll do me. <laughs> Class. Right, what about you, Chris? <laughs> I, I think just for the the sheer uh, brazenness of being able to organise it, you know, being my fantasy dinner, uh, I would take uh, the, the man you compared me to earlier on, Vince Lusso, Eric Bischoff and Tony Khan. Uh, just, just get them and see if they can break bread in, in a nice way. And see if they can can talk shit to each other's faces, as opposed to just tweet, tweeting. I think somebody had stormed by early on in that. Tony Khan. Oh, oh no, like... sorry. Uh, I, I didn't mean Bischoff. I meant Cornette. That's who. <laughs> that's who I meant. Get get get. Get Vince Lusso and Jim Cornette to eat dinner, and Tony Khan can mediate. Tony Khan's in the toilet's crying because uh, he's or oh, do something. I'm, I'm <laughs> assuming crying. He's feeding. 
he's fearing for his life, and that's that's what he's doing there. <laughs> uh, but I think that'd be quite an interesting one. And just, just like you say, Billy, uh, we uh, picking picking deep guys so you can get all the food. I don't imagine much would be getting it at that one either. So I would just I would just take all the chicken wings, all, all the all the buffalo wings, uh, and and anything else that was. Bit Cornet has a um, mega burger order though. He's he's quite infamous for his burgers. Uh, is it Wendy's? Order for Wendy's for them, just specifically for them. The last time I was in Canada, I went to Wendy's for the first time. In fact, was it last time? It was one of the times I was in Canada anyway. It was the first time I went to Wendy's at Niagara Falls. And they do square burgers. Like, like instead of it being like a regular burger, it's square. And then I was eating, I was thinking, this is just square sausage. It's just, like, Wendy's are just doing a higher beef content square sausage. That's all it is. Uh, if, yeah, if, I don't know. I don't know if this is this is reminding me of when John left uh, Grado and Rab to do the <laughs> Zoom and everyone by themselves. But I'm sitting here <laughs> on one minute forty eight of the video. That's all I've got so far. Is that? Do you reckon that's just a slow internet for me? Uh, probably is. I like, what's is it? Is it saying that you're you're at ninety nine percent uploading? Aye, all that. Aye, that's fine then. That's fine. Uh, we're keeping us right, in, right? Okay, we're so... keeping us in. Oh, I, oh, I will keep. I, <laughs> you're getting to peek behind the curtain this week. Breaking caffeine for a second, right? Okay, so we'll go. We'll go traditional. We will go to the front page as always. First, it is the biggest story in wrestling. Whether it is the biggest story, who knows? It's just what's piqued our interest more than anything else this week. So, as you are. The I would say guest, but the person who's been on the least out of me and Chris so far, you can go first. Um, maybe steal Chris's answer again. Who knows? <laughs> so, so what would you put? Mine, mine's not really like a big story. It, it's that peaking the interest one. That's that's kind of what it's it's mm-hmm. it's got as the Undertaker is trying to steal your guys' jobs. He's trying to steal Grado's job. He's trying to steal Rab's job <laughs> by setting up a Patreon for his six feet under podcast and i can't think of anything i'd want to listen to less uh there was there's a thing i think it was kayfabe news put up a thing saying um wrestler that stayed quiet for 30 years will now not shut up and and that feels (laughs) like why undertake is michelle mccool that much of a an an arse at home that he's got to now do all these endeavors to stay away from home um (laughs) But you know, Undertaker, six feet under, £4.50, you can get a Q&A every Wednesday with the dead man himself. How exciting is that? I, it, it seems like it's... I don't think now's the right time for it. You, you know, you'd maybe thought, you know, after these, his retirement, you know, capitalise on that, you know, when everyone's still got his, his in-ring legacy, legacy fresh in the mind... I mean, since he, since he's retired, you know, he had that mad interview with like a priest or something. He did like uh, it. It's some like Christian podcast that he appeared on. He's been papped in. Was it Aberdeen Nando's? He was in as well. So like a lot of the mystique has like dropped away for for, for big Marky Mark uh, in the last couple of years. Uh, so I, I mean, I would maybe give the the first couple of episodes a listen uh, just to see what the the format is and see if there's anything we can poach. Uh, but other than that, I, 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 I don't, I don't think I'd be interested. I mean, like, I, I know that Dexter was was quite good, but I don't know if uh, a podcast by Mark Calloway talking about a 
dark comedy about a funeral parlour that is is up my my street, really. The best thing is because I, I I followed it. That, that's 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 a, a joke about <laughs> there being a TV show called Six Feet Under that the guy for Dexter used to be in. Uh, for for all the the Six Feet Under fans listening to this, I did wonder you see me Dexter because like I remember Dexter. I don't understand the rest of it. I'm too young for that, clearly. Uh, but no, the best thing is if you follow him, <laughs> he's, he obviously sends an email, or he doesn't, but the Patreon sends an email. Uh, it just says Mark. Follow our podcast now. I'm like, fuck off, Undertaker. You call me Mark. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one set up Patreon for the way I've done that as well. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Patreon. Anyway, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just weird. It's, just, it's odd. Is that is Undertaker really down in these hard times to set up a Patreon? Surely that Legends contract he's on is, is paying him mega bucks. No, no, it's just money he- grabbing. I mean, he had, to try, he had to go in NXT the other week there, so it can't be that good. Shell Cool wants an option. But, like, she's one, she, she, he's doing the Peter K thing. My mum wants a new bungalow. My cool wants a new kitchen. Uh, but, the, like, and again, like, going back to, like, his kind of old school sensibilities and whatnot, like, see if uh, this had been a few years ago. There's no way that he would have launched launched the Patreon because he, he was, you know, giving off about all the the boys instead of going out and and banging hoes and taking ching. They're sitting uh, at home playing playing video games and Twitch and doing their podcasts and stuff like that. So he's he's clearly he's clearly had a, a change of heart uh, with regards to you know what the what the boys should be doing. Uh, what were you then, Chris? What would you what would you go for for the front page? So uh, front page the rivals think... the Undertaker. Grabbing four pound off the common man. Is that what it is? Four, four quid. fifty. Four quid. Hmm. I see the the fifty the fifty piece put uh, I I think to 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 bury the Undertaker or bury the lead rather in in journalistic terms. I think the the bigger story this week uh, on what is going to be quite a, an impact heavy podcast. Uh, is the fact that Impact announced uh, either at Bound for Glory or just after Bound for Glory that they are reverting back to being called Total Non-Stop Action, TNA, uh, which I think from a nostalgia point of view is quite cool, but I also think with the sort of the the heightened interest around Impact at the minute, with them you know, not only being over in the UK doing the, the Invasion tour, but just in general their shows seem to be uh, doing a lot better than maybe what they were, you know, a year, 18 months ago. So bringing back that TNA name is probably, most people are, are still talking about Impact as TNA anyway. So going back to that, it's, uh, I, th- I think it's a good move for them. I think it's, it's positive PR. Again, there are a lot of negative connota- connotations with TNA when you think about the Hogan era and everything like that. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the sort of the, the parody uh, kind of feeling that TNA had at times when they were bringing in old WWE guys and giving them similar names to what they had and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, they became a bit of a kind of online joke about it. But, you know, TNA, the name, has that legacy of so many great matches, you know, like uh, Daniels, Joe and Styles and their cut angles uh, on oh. Christian Cage's first run as well, all those kind of stuff. Uh you know that that's what TNA to me means, and if the the guys and girls that are kind of front and center of an impact just now are able to kind of run with the ball and make TNA that 
that name again, then then yeah, I'm yeah. all for it. I think it's that thing as well with AEW sometimes has the, the issue with not having that history behind it, you know. So I think that because because TNA has gone through a couple of name changes before, it's been GFW, then it's been Impact. They kind of reset, they reset the history a little bit. It's not that prolonged TNA. So I think going back to that and being able to sort of draw on that history a little bit more from 2002 um, will help them in the long run for sure. I'm I'm excited for it. I I as soon as I saw the TNA logo, I was all in. Uh, sort of pardon the pun for. We're talking about AEW there, but um, I was I was all in. I've been really intrigued by Impact's product recently. I've been seeing it on YouTube. It's I don't think it's that readily accessible on on TV in the UK without having to get a subscription or anything like that. But I've certainly mm. been keeping an eye on on who's on the show and what they bring in. The crowds don't look particularly big, but they sound loud. They sound big. I suppose that's probably a better way to put it. Um, and bring about a TNA name. Yep, it's got a little bit of a poison chalice because of Hogan because of Dixie Carter at times, because of some decisions they made uh, in the past. But like they, like Scott DeMore said, they're still chanting TNA. And TNA still got, mm-hmm. like you're saying, yeah. TNA's got that legacy behind it. And uh, I'm buzzing for it. If it's if it gets a good, uh, if it's if I'm able to find it on like a Sky Plus it and record it, I'm getting it on my planner as soon as I possible can, because I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for TNA again. It's, it's Channel 5 all over it. You know, I know, like Channel Five, they they were the kind of the the, the landing ground for for Five Star a couple of years ago, uh, with like the Five USA. But if if they were able to get that, if if Channel Five were able to get TNA, just like they kind of had uh, WCW in the late nineties, that that would be a good spot because AEW have got a lot of or they put a lot of stock in the fact that they do great numbers for uh, Dynamite or ITV Four when it's like two days later. Um, so I, th- I think if if there was a oh in fact no Channel Five wouldn't be able to do it because they've got the the kind of the affiliation with BBT and TNT for the the WWE stuff. But there's there's bound to be a digital channel in the UK that would be able to pick up the rights to it because I know that you can get the you can sign up to like Impact Plus on Fight uh, and get get your kind of fill that way. But there's 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 got to be somewhere like Dave. No, I like, thought Dave uh, as well. Dave, oh, Dave was my first first thought. Mm. Why not Dave? <laughs> Get on there. Ta- Endless the Pizza Taskmaster, and would I lie to you, followed by two weeks ago's episode of Impact would be ideal. That'd be a great Thursday night. Yeah, then I I literally watched Bound, Bound for Glory, but my memory is completely blank. Me, they've got a four sided ring at the moment, don't they? They've had a four sided ring for a while. Hogan. Um, do you think they? Yeah, yeah. Do you, th- do you think they'd go back to six sides at all if they went back to TNA for maybe even a special event or once a year or? No. Uh, well, maybe once a year, but uh, I think everyone I've I've seen or read that's wrestled in a six sided ring has hated <laughs> wrestling in a six sided ring because mm. it's got that those beams across the uh, over the corners, so they're harder to land on. Yeah. Um, so I mean, once a year, why not throw in? Throw six they should do steel. it as a. They should do it as a gimmick yeah. match. So they should uh, they should either have it as six sides of steel or Ultimate X. Mm-hmm. Ultimate yeah. X in the six sided thing will always look class because you've obviously got that extra kind of bit to land on, I suppose, uh, when you're when you're killing yourself. Uh, but the but yeah, uh, I think it's a, a really positive move from TNA uh, from Impact to go back to TNA, and uh, as 
you know, as you were uh, tweeting about today, Billy, as well, the fact that the the rebranding's kind of happening this coming week while they're in the UK and they're going to be filming one of the the TV shows in Glasgow now. Mm-hmm. So the the only the only big positive move from them, and it's it, it, I suppose that that kind of means that. The, the Glasgow show is probably going to get beefed up a wee bit more by some of the bigger names if they're putting it on the telly. What about the um, what about the colours? What do you think? Do you think they're going to keep the colours they're at? Or I think still, I mean, what you got? Raw's red and kind of white. You got SmackDown blue, NXT yellow. I think you could still keep what was what's Impact's colours now? It's kind of blue and white. Uh, they're they're a bit yeah. cold kind of colours. I mean, SmackDown has the same mm, kind of scheme. Yeah. I'm cool with them going back to red, red and yellow, and yeah. just going Aye. just going way back old school. You don't have to get the six sided ring, but the two tunnels. I look, it's one of the few things I really enjoy about AEW because I always find out every time I watch it, it's all WWE this, or we do this better, you know that kind of shit. But I loved it when they had the two tunnels when the like faces came out one side, heels came out the other. It's just so, so easy to, if you're a first-time watcher, just going, oh, that's the bad guy, because they've come out that side, you know? Um, mm. Was it either side of the arena, or was it... It, was it, it was, sort of, yeah, it was, it was either side. Yeah, I, I, again, I loved it. I thought it was just a cool, different thing, an, alter- an action alternative, without going... Well, they did do it, but without going, oh, uh, look at us, look at what they, the guys are doing. We've got two ramps, they're cool as fuck. Oh, yeah, it was. It is, it is cool. Have, it, have, I, have either of these ever been to what was the, the impact zone? No. Like, you know, when enough. I was, I went to Florida in uh, 2010, and uh, they were filming uh, a couple of episodes of Impact when we were there. Uh, so we got to one of the recordings, and I think I, I maybe spoke about it in an earlier podcast. Uh, I've definitely spoken about it on our podcast. It might even have been in yours, Billy Bank, back when I did that. Uh, but uh, RVD came out uh, and cut a, a promo and just botched the promo so badly. Like, like, it was awful. To the point where they were recording another set of tapings the following day and he came back out and recorded the same promo in front of a different crowd. And the only reason that I know that is because I watched the episode back when it aired on Bravo or whatever it was on, and it was a completely different crowd that they showed <laughs> like for the RVD promo. <laughs> and then they cut to, they then went to the next match, completely different people in the crowd because like because I was looking for myself because I'm pretty sure I was wearing a Motherwell top, and I was so it would be easy to spot. I was like, I know exactly that I was facing the hard cam. I was right in the middle. I was like, why can I not see myself during this promo? And then it went to the, the first match, which I think Sabu was in or something. It's like, oh, there I am. It's like, but everybody else is different <laughs> to, to what was in the last the, the last segment. So so it shows how uh, how confident they were in their editing. That they were just like, you know what, nobody's going to notice this, apart from the it folk that be, were there. You should be confident <laughs> in your editing to uh, maybe change over me calling Billy Bryan. So <laughs> hopefully well, you're as sharp at that. <laughs> A wee AI voice getting in. <laughs> Billy. Um, but yeah, right. So oh, I'm, I'm I'm too nice a guy to choose between them, but uh, I'll have to. I'll have to. You know, it's my role. Um, so I will go for. Since you've said there's going to be more TNA later on, I think I'm going to have to go with the Old Faithful. Anytime you hear about Undertaker plugging money or doing any cameos or anything like this or Patreon, I always just think of one thing. So I'm going to give it to I'm going to give it to Billy. And the headline for that one is just going to be 
hello, granny. <laughs> so <laughs> anytime I can get that in, anytime I can remind me of that, eh, I'm going to have to go for that. So that is going to be the headline of the front page. Um, back page. Um, yeah, we'll jump straight to the back page. I don't know. I've I've, I've seen it. Petty and ill-informed again. I've seen a little bit of wrestling this week. Um, probably not as much as I usually do. But before we start, what has there been? The show's been decent. What have you seen? I, I I've seen. I've only seen like bits and, and bobs as well. I've not watched a full full show this week from anybody. I, I was trying to catch up with all earlier on today, uh, and it was just it was just very promo heavy. I thought, yeah. I, th- from what I've seen anyway, I quite enjoyed the the, the other play uh, contract signing bit uh, where, where Nia Jax was uh, was kind of berating the other play and talking down to everybody else that was in the match. And then she just got a hole kicked, uh, kicked in, which uh, I thought was quite funny. Uh, but uh, other than that, it was just, it was, it was a raw. Uh, I'm so glad that you got me on this week because I don't I don't have time to watch the US stuff really other than watch it <laughs> on YouTube. So I actually went to the wrestling this weekend. I went to a show uh, in Elgin, and so I was supposed to be going to two. I was supposed to be going to one in Aberdeen as well, but Storm Babbitt uh, in Aberdeen just closed Aberdeen. It seemed so I couldn't go, go to that one because it cancelled. They postponed it, but I did get to one. It was W3L, and that's so it'll be a match from that show because it's the only wrestling I've seen in the last seven days, really. So, go for it, that. Uh, it was, you, you wouldn't believe the competitors when I mentioned some of them, but uh, it was a tag team match. It was Luke King Sharp, Luke Aldridge against a team of Joey Legend and Johnny Storm. There you go, some TNA throwback as well with Johnny Storm in there and Joey Legend <laughs> um, at, at Impact, uh, a TNA alumni group it was just really fucking good <laughs> it was just uh, it was just a, a lot of slapstick uh, a lot of just just pure entertainment it wasn't you weren't going to get a will osprey flip to doodles all over the place that i mentioned for will osprey um but it was just a good laugh they were they were doing things like like slap fights and uh, there's some round table where they all end up slapping each other at some point they um Luke King Sharp used the referee as as he's um, like as a as a stand, so you could do a test of strength with Johnny Storm. Johnny Storm did, did some cool stuff and Harakaranas and moon salts and all that kind of stuff. It was just it's quite surreal to see it in a town hall in Elgin, but it's just a it just it just reminds you that live wrestling is fucking amazing. This <laughs> is when you see stuff like that, so fun, isn't it? Because especially when you see guys like, you know, know the, the imports that they bring in, just embracing it all and, and you know, doing all the, the gaga stuff as if, you know, they're doing butlins for like the, the 10th time that day. You know, it's it's, it's great seeing, seeing them kind of step out of the TV mode and go back to basics, you know, basically being like family entertainers as opposed to turning competitors. Like that's what I really enjoy yeah. about seeing the uh, going to like local shows. Especially, uh, I spoke about them before, FFPW down in Dublin. Uh, they do uh, the the episode shows once a month, but they also, every, every couple of months, they do, like, next generation shows where it's all their trainees go on there in front of, like, you know, maybe 50 people or whatever. But those mm-hmm. shows are some of the, the funnest ones that you see because 
they will bring in you know more established ones onto those shows to help the, the younger guys come through and, and give them give them that kind of experience. But a lot of it is you know the 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 pantomimeness of it, you know, and the yeah. and everything like that. And it's really great to see like you know proper like hardened wrestling fans like go go going daft for somebody doing the worm or. You know, just just those those kind of like proper slapstick bits. It's it's really great seeing that in the local shows. And obviously, you want to see the good wrestling as well. But when you see guys that that you're used to seeing wrestle one way going in a completely different direction, it's 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 a sight to behold. Absolutely. Mm. What about yourself, then, Chris? What are you gonna? Uh, so for my match of the week, I I was I was thinking of going for uh, Brian Danielson against uh, Andrade from Collision. But, you know, I think the last couple of weeks I've picked a Danielson match and, like, you know, like, his matches are always good. His matches are always going to be the best of the week. You know, it's on television. He's just, you know, he can put on, you know, a 12, 15 minute match, make you feel all the feels during it, especially now because he's wrestling with his, mm-hmm. his gammy wrist. Uh, and it's it's another selling point to his selling point, I suppose. Uh, but... I think the the one I'm going to go with from this week, again, kind of kind of TNA tinged uh, as well. I suppose uh, would be the uh, the Memphis Street fight between uh, Jeff Jarrett and Eddie Kingston, uh, which was a whole lot of fun. Like I, as I was saying there before, that, I enjoyed uh, like some of the the slapstick stuff and seeing guys mm. uh, being you know going out of their comfort zone, I suppose, and seeing Eddie Kingston in that kind of street fight that is all gaga, you know, there was, like, concession stand stuff, there was mustard and ketchup being sprayed everywhere, uh, there was, like, ice boxes just being chucked about. You know, an Eddie Kingston street fight, you would imagine it would be quite violent, there'd be a lot of barbed mm-hmm. wire, there'd be a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of weapons, but in this one it was all quite incidental weapons, so it was popcorn boxes and hot dogs and, and stuff like that. Uh, which kind of... It, it kind of took away from the, the order a wee bit of Eddie Kingston mm-hmm. because, you know, it's not the kind of match that you're used to seeing him in. And uh, the it was maybe a bit too gaga-ish for Eddie Kingston, but the, the, the high points of the match were done very well. Uh, there was a a cutter that Jay Lethal... Because the, the, the premise of the match was that if if Jeff Jarrett won, Jay Lethal would get a shot at Eddie Kingston's ROH World Championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, obviously, uh, Team Jarrett, whatever they were in it, Satnam Singh was there, Sanjay Dutt, Jay Lethal, Karen Jarrett, all of them were getting involved at some point in it. Uh, but there was a, a cracking bit where there was a t- the concession table was set up just off the ramp, and... Eddie and Jarrett were, were going at it and then literally out of nowhere Jay Lethal hits essentially an RKO on Eddie off the stage through the table and I was like that that was class that was really good because again it, it reminded you that it's Jay Lethal that's got the stake in the match more than more than Jarrett's got uh, but in the end the, the numbers game was too much although Eddie you know had spirited uh, two and nine tenth kickouts from uh, the stroke and uh, another couple of moves uh, that he took. Uh, eventually, Team Jarrett won out, and that means that uh, Jay Lethal gets his, his shot at Eddie. And then later in the, the show, Eddie Kingston cut a promo on Jay Lethal, basically saying 
that uh, he's gonna he's gonna make him he's gonna make Jay Lethal's mum cry in the crowd because he's gonna get the beating that he deserves for the lining himself with with the, the carny dickhead that is ja- Jeff Jarrett. So. Uh, it's all, all, all in. It maybe wasn't the most technically sound match. It maybe wasn't the most dramatic match, but to get to, well, Jay Lethal was like one of the longest ever Ring of Honor champions, wasn't he? Yeah. It quite, quite a long tenure there. So to to bring that in to the the AEW ROH universe, uh, getting one of the most tenured guys into a match with the current champion, I think it was a it was a a decent enough way of getting to that point. What do you think about the finish? What sort of the sort of shenanigans that Jeff Jarrett's hanging out with? I know it's I know it's really if you want him to win a match, it's the only way he can really win. You don't want Jeff Jarrett going over clean, but uh, the way it went, what, what what did you think of the finish? I think that and again, I, I don't want to be uh, copying somebody's homework, but uh, listening to the the what culture uh, review of Collision. My, my kind of thoughts were the same. It was like, you know, only a few weeks ago, Eddie Kingston was teaming with, like, Orange Cassidy, best friends, and, and that yeah. amazing uh, sort of plundered brawl that they had at Wembley. But when the numbers were against Eddie Kingston on collision that night there, there was nobody helping no. him at all. There was nobody to be seen. And that's kind of, you know, where Team Jarrett came into play because he took a... a he took the lethal injection, I think. <coughs> he, he took Satnam Singh's big choke slam, and then he, he took two uh, strokes as well. So, you know, it's 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 not. I wouldn't say bad booking, but bad storytelling. The fact that there's nobody yeah. there that's prepared to 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 be in his, his corner when he's been there for for others as well. Right. So, go on, but you say something, brother. No, no. That's right, I'll go to the... <laughs> I thought he was lining up for for someone there, but right, so... I, I caught a little bit of the Jeff Jarrett match. Um, I've not seen your one, however. I'm going to go with a bit of home bias here. Um, since it was in <laughs> Scotland, and since since either... Oh yeah, maybe another point for calling you the wrong name. <laughs> Give, give me the points. Give me them all. <laughs> I'll give you. I'll go. I'll go with yours. I'll go. I'll go with yours, Billy. That's a two 0 lead. I'm jobbing out the usual host. Um, <laughs> how how do you find the time, Billy, to do all that you do on on Scot- Scottish Wrestling Network? Like it, it baffles me because like you're you're in a similar position to me. You've got a, you've got a young young kid. You've got a, a full time job. How do you find that time? To put so much effort into your your blogs and your reviews and your podcasts, I, it's uh, astounding. I work me. from home, so <laughs> Monday Mondays. <laughs> um, I, I, oh, I can't say how, but Mondays usually is my recording day. So I, I'd record Monday, and that's it. if anyone wants to get me after that, like in an evening, I've got to ask for special permission. Uh, to mm. but otherwise, Monday's my recording day. The rest of it, I could do results. I could do on my phone. I could do everything else either when I'm having a shite or uh, doing everything else. It is pretty much, if, it's on my, if I could do this on the phone. Um, but no, yeah, work from home has been an absolute godsend. If they send me back to the office, the, the website's dead. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much the long and short of it. Because, like, the, the, the amount of content that you put out, I know we've spoke in the past about well. your Patreon and, and stuff like that, but just, like, to, to have such a, a passion for 
for local Scottish wrestling and trying to put that on the map to the point where, <clears throat> you know, you, you're using the uh, the content that you've you've been putting out. You've been, been able to use that to get onto like the, the impact media calls and things like that. It must, you must be quite proud of the, the way that you've gone about it. Yeah, I, I think, and a lot of it is of of kind of. Everything that happened in 2020 as well, I'd really have to take a step back and go, what do we cover? What can I morally cover? And some stuff I don't cover anymore in Scotland because mm. before I would cover everything, good or bad. And now I'd, I'd, I've I've went through some quality control and you think that would mean less stuff to cover, but it hasn't. It's meant I've, I've ended up getting this impact stuff and all that kind of thing because I've, because I've done that quality control. And yeah, it's, just, it's weird going to shows as well. Like I went to W3L on Sunday and... Uh, person on the merch stand knew who I was and so I, I was supposed to go to them to see if I could get interviews and they immediately knew who I was, I was like oh cool uh <laughs> and then and then other people would come up to me and go oh do you do the podcast so just like that here it's Brian Brian's here <laughs> <laughs> but no and, and because I got I got uh, Joey Legend I got uh, there'll be a bit that's coming up in a couple of weeks um I, I spoke to Joey Legend after uh, the show at W3L we got a couple of minutes with him so it's 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 weird I'm not a, I'm not a social person, but somehow it's forcing me to to speak to people face to face, which uh, I probably should be able to do at 33. But it's it's, uh, it's yeah, it's still odd. It's just weird. <laughs> right. Well, I'll go for uh, you've given me a little bit of quality time there uh, to think about the headline for that one. Uh, I've I've racked in my brain. I'll go for. Some low hanging fruit here. Um, I go with all four men looking sharp up in Elgin. Oh, there we go. It's a good one. So, there we go. Low hanging, but does the job. Um, so, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to pass it over to the two more qualified people to speak about this. Wait, I mentioned earlier the TNA interviews, the interviews that, that Billy manages to get. the the interviews that Chris has been able to get as well. This is going to be, um, you know, I'll I'll let you guys go. I'll pass it over to you guys. No, so yeah, this is the the, the centre fold for this week. Uh, so it's part two of the interview I gave uh, or that I had rather with uh, Danny Luna and Flash Morgan Webster uh, a couple of weeks ago <laughs> in the the lead up to the, this week's Impact Invasion tour. And then last midweek, uh, both Billy and myself, we were lucky enough to get on to the, the Impact press call, uh, where we both uh, got to have a, a wee bit of a chat with none other than the Billy Goat, Will Osprey. I mean, look, we're, we're your one uh, there, Billy, as, as we kind of spoke earlier on. It's, it's kind of, I, I didn't know what to expect with the call in terms of how I would get on, you know, to, to ask the, the question. Mm. And then all of a sudden, I just get invited into this secret room yeah, on yeah. Zoom. I was like, "Oh, this is this is quite nice." Uh, so, like, is that how the majority of the press pass things work, or is it? Uh, do, do the other ones any? No, different? it's the same. Yeah, you get into a Zoom room, and then you just uh, put your hand up and just wait until you're invited into the super secret room, and then you panic because you haven't changed your name on it, you haven't uh, put your video on, you haven't unmuted, and then. It's usually easy on the computer to do all that, but I was on my phone for the Will Osprey one, so it was mm. very quick for me being in the room to being on. So I was I was the dick that didn't didn't unmute their mic on the show uh, <laughs> on the press pass. So I was trying to go 
come on, <laughs> unmute. Um, but no, that's how they <laughs> usually go. And it's, yeah, it's the same as the um, interviews the one I did with, with Moose as well. It was, it was the same. You're put into a Zoom room and someone's, someone's there moderating and, and you just kind of hope for the best and they don't step in and go, I know your question's shite, move on. Uh, well, I mean, you, you'll hear in the next uh, couple of minutes, uh, or over the next 10 or so minutes, how, how shite or how well uh, me and Billy came across uh, and our questions for the lost play. Uh, but the, it was, I, I found it quite fascinating that it wasn't just, you know, UK and American dudes that were that were on the podcast. There was like a French girl came on at one point. They went to India at some point on it as well. So it's clearly, you know, there's a lot, there's clearly interest from all over Europe, all over the world in getting on these calls. Uh, and it was it was good to be on there and, and see just how good uh, a moderator and presenter uh, Tom Hannifin is as well. You know, very knowledgeable. Uh, obviously, he was being fed a, a few lines from uh, from whoever was moderating the, 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 full, the, the full call because uh, they introduced me as corner. being... I, they, they introduced me as being uh, a close personal friend of Grado's uh, coming on, <laughs> uh, which I'll, I'll probably get my my balls booted for if they do a main show. Uh, if, well, I mean, I mean that's if they listen to this uh, at all. But it was it was a really good experience, and uh, you know, big thanks to to Simon and uh, Ross and Laura. I think it was that organised the subculture uh, interview as well for for having us on. But for the next 10 minutes, uh, get your fill of TNA stuff. So we've got Danny Luna and Flash Morgan up first, and then me and Billy uh, grilling Big Willie. Now, uh, the as as subculture, you know, the, the two of you and, and Mark as well, you've come up with this mantra of conquer everything you know it's that that's you know you've got the, the merch out with that and it's it's a very very bold and positive uh you know message to for for you as a as a team to be portraying as you as you uh, make your way through impact uh how are these going to conquer everything that impact has for these over the next you know year two years however long it's going to take these do you have a game I plan think, for it yeah well i think you say how long is how long is it going to take and i think you know Part of that mantra is, like we've said, whether it takes one week, whether it takes a month, whether it takes a year, whether it takes two years, eventually subculture conquers everything. And it's like you look at our you look at our history, you look at us like being at like me and Mark at Progress, we both kind of went on to to win natural progression. We both went on to like Mark went on to become progress champion. Like like me and me and Danny, when you look at like Progress and Chaos, she's been like the All Wales champion, the first woman to hold the the All Wales Championship. I was a former king of chaos. Um, we've held championships all over this country and then we went to WWE and we won the tagging championships and now we, we went to Impact and won the world tagging championships and Danny last night like had a shot and she will win it the undisputed uh, British Women's Championship it is coming so yeah it's all about that it's all about by now time when we lose we learn from those losses we regroup together we talk about it we get the game plan and we move on and that's what it's about it's like yes we did lose the Impact Wrestling World Tagging Championships but I'd be lying if I said that we aren't already thinking about that rematch. And Danny isn't already kind of eyeing up yet. She teamed with Trinity, but I know that she was she's eyeing up that uh, that knockout championship. So yeah, for us, it's all about you know biding our time, learning from every experience, uh, taking our shots when we can. If we lose, cool, it happens. We learn from it, we reflect from it, and eventually, on a long enough timeline, subculture does conquer everything. 
So, and what would be the, the sort of the biggest accomplishment that the that the fees would would be able to obtain? You know, whether that's an impact or you know in any other uh, promotion going. What what's the the sort of the, the main goal? It's triple champs worldwide. Tag team champions, women's champion, every promotion, every country. That's the goal, man. Awesome. That's a great goal to have. Now, uh, there was a question that I had for Mark if he'd been here, but I think it might be relevant to, to you, both of you guys as well. Uh, Mark was, was quite heavily involved in the, the old TNA British boot camp. Uh, and I was, I was going to ask him, you know, what the if, what the differences are in impact now as to, you know, what it was then. But the, the, the lead out I was going to have of that was how big a role do you think that TNA's involvement in the British scene as far back as boot camp, how, how big a, a part has that played in, in guys like yourself, Joe Hendry, and, and numerous others that have gone across the pond to, to impact and, and other promotions as well? How, how big a part do you feel that that, that kind of played? I know that Mark has said like that was his biggest opportunity up until that point, and he kind of came in as a, a young wrestler looking for a chance, and he's able to you know go away and come back now as a, a more accomplished, well-rounded wrestler. But it was a lot of the time where it was the first time people saw him on a on a global stage. But as for the you know the for lack of a better term, the impact that the impact has had mm-hmm. uh, on uh, not just British wrestling but uh, you know wrestling as a whole, uh, I was saying earlier on that the X division was just a division within impact and within TNA. And now this style of, you know, a little bit smaller wrestlers, leaner wrestlers, faster styles, it seems to be kind of, you know, the kind of what all wrestling has adopted. And those people like your Samoa Joe's, your Christian Daniels, your machine guns, your AJ styles, they've taken that style and they've kind of, you know, taken it all around the world and it's become the modern day pro wrestling style. But I always, I always think to myself is like even when, even when TNA back in the day was, you know, the numbers might have been dwindling in the US. They would come here and they'd sell out Wembley and they'd sell out the Motor Point and they'd sell out Glasgow and they sell out Newcastle. It's always been huge here. Pro wrestling is loved. Like we just had the biggest wrestling event ever two months ago mm. in London. I think it shows that like if you are passionate enough, if you give them a good product and you believe in what you're doing. British wrestling fans absolutely love it and they just flock to it. So I think, you know, on modern day wrestling, Impact's had such a big, again, lack of a better word, impact on that. But also when it comes to, you know, the love for wrestling in this country, um, you know, wrestling fans have flocked to it time and time again. Cool, cool. Now, uh, the last thing I was going to ask is, and again, reverting back to what we usually do in the daft sheet, is uh, we have a section, uh, the TV pages, we call it, where uh, I get my guests to uh, tell us something that is wrestling-related, but not necessarily wrestling, that you would uh, tell our listeners to, to you know, seek out and watch. I mean, it, I, I know that you guys will do a lot of tape study and things like that, but is there anything, you know, non-in-thing that you guys love to go back to and watch all the time that, that is wrestling related, but not necessarily matches and stuff. I don't know if this answers your question directly, but a big part of what brought subculture together was music. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of found ourselves in these three different subcultures, these three different subgenres of music. And that's kind of what brought us all together. Um, and coming from, more of like so my subgenre was punk rock and I find so much resemblance from that to how I wrestle um mm-hmm. 
and so much of the feelings behind that sort of music. And I know Flash is the same with being a mod, you know, like there's so much detail and emotion you can get from that that I think you can translate into wrestling really well. Awesome. Yeah, I, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head there. There's this documentary uh, from years ago, uh, a Parkway Drive documentary, and it's about them kind of the, the band Parkway Drive getting in a van and just deciding to go to America. Even though they're like these absolute, like, for lack of a better term, like megastars in, in Australia, they decide to go to America where they're not known. They rent a van, they're sleeping on floors, they're sleeping in the van, they're playing in front of, you know, five, six people and stuff like that. But it's all about that journey and trying to make a name for themselves in America. And it's so, you know, it resonates with so many wrestlers that you can kind of be, you can be the, you know, the king of your little circle in your town or the king of your little circle in your scene in your country. But then you can go to, another country in Europe and people don't know who you are, or you can go to America and people don't know who you are, but like, it's all about branching out, building that, that brand and kind of building that name for yourself. And the fact that they do it as a group is exactly what subculture are doing. Now we're kind of going yeah. to these new places where people don't know us. We're forging a name. We're having laughs. So as we do it, we're, you know, uh, sleeping on, on planes and we're, we're sleeping in the back of cars and stuff like that and just traveling the world. And so I'd say like if anyone kind of, it kind of motivates you to want to go out there and for, for conquer the world, conquer everything. It kind of really <laughs> does motivate you to want to do that. So yeah, I'd say seek that out. Smashing. That, that, that's great. And so, and thank you very much for, for your time. Uh, myself and a few of the guys for the daft sheet, we are going to be heading along to the Glasgow t- uh, show on the Invasion uh, tour that Impact are doing. And uh, can't wait to, to see you guys conquer Glasgow. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks very much. That, that was awesome. Thank you. And now here are the clips from Impact's call last week with Will Osprey uh, with a question from myself and another one from Billy. Beautiful. Keeping with uh, the UK tour section of this press pass, a uh, close friend of Grado, I'm told. This is Chris Jack from the Daft Sheet and Wrestling Daft Podcast. Hi, Chris. Hi, Tom. Thanks for having me on the, the call tonight. And thank you as well. You gave me some very uh, insightful tips on wrestling commentary a few years ago on Instagram. So so thank you very much no uh, for that. Uh, but, well, uh, obviously you're coming back to the UK as part of this uh, Impact uh, Invasion Tour. You're doing Turning Point. But another thing that Impact are doing uh, is the, the gut check tryouts. Uh, and a lot of you know your peers, I'm sure, are going to be taking part in that, as well as a lot of the the trainees that have got into wrestling because of you looking up to you uh, as a, a bit of an inspiration. Uh, when you were on on the up, when you were doing uh, you know tryouts and stuff like that, what were your favourite experiences of of going along to tryouts? Uh, how beneficial have they been to your your career? And what advice would you give to any trainees or indeed guys that you've you might be wrestled with in the past that are going along to, to try and make a name for themselves with impact. I've never had a try it in my life, bruv. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I'm sorry, I can't, I can't attest to that, um, that stress and that anxiety of that pressure. pressure. I've, I've never been under the, uh, the tryout sphere, so I can only apologise on that. But like, I do encourage people to go and do it. Of course it is. It can change your bloody life. But yeah. I'm just... I don't know. Life was my try. I showed up one day and they went, we'll give you everything. So, I can't give advice on a tryout. 
Oh, that's beautiful. I do. I do miss. Uh, what was it? TNA British Boot Camp. Once upon a time, Will. Mm. Did you check that out? I was gonna do that, and I've got a few mates that did do it. Uh, and uh, man, I don't know what it was. Oh, because it was the reality TV. I remember Andrew's right. one. One of them. It was basically the entire roster off. that became yeah. NXT UK. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, they did. Yeah, they did. They did do that to you guys. Oh, my bad. Well, That's my all right. Bad. Not my bad. <laughs> no, not your bad. I was just curious if you saw it. Up next is Billy from the Scottish Wrestling Network. Hi, Billy. Billy, I'm on mute. Hello. There you are. There you are. There's always going to be one on this, isn't there, that, that forgets to take them off mute. Um, <laughs> Hi guys, hi Tom again, and hi Will for the first time. Um, so you're scheduled to face Eddie Edwards uh, on the UK tour, as it's been mentioned many times on this press pass at Turning Point. There's other dates in Glasgow and Coventry. Any chance we may see an aerial assassin's appearance on those dates? And you've mentioned wanting a World X Cup, so I want to throw in, or, or a World Cup of wrestling. If you were to form a Team UK for the World X Cup, who would be your teammates? Am I allowed to use anyone? I suppose, yeah. Anyone at your disposal. Okay. Me, Zach Saber Jr., uh, Luke Jacobs. Uh, how many people are in this team? It was four. Four. Me, Zach Saber Jr., Luke Jacobs, and Drew McIntyre. Boom. Oh, yeah, Drew McIntyre, yeah. I'll, I'll sit with Drew. I've already said his name. Uh, what, um, what, what team? Yeah, and uh, possibly... Possible. The only date that I can't do is October the 29th. I'm not doing that. It's my, it's my son's birthday. I will never, ever wrestle on that date ever again. You can book WrestleMania, Wrestle Kingdom, Wrestle Grand Slam, Wrestle Any Bollocks. I am not performing on my son's birthday. That's me one thing, but I can do Glasgow. Oh, that's going to make a lot of people happy, especially with ourselves up in, New, up in Scotland. But perfect. Well, thank you very much for taking the time. That sounds like an amazing team. You've got to fork out more money for Billy <laughs> Okay, Thank you. Right, okay. Thank you uh, to everyone that contributed there, um, especially you two with the... Uh, the knowledge you managed to get us there. We'll get going again. We'll crack back into it with the gossip of the week. So, I'll start with Chris this one. What in the world of wrestling has been dangling your berries this week in the gossip section? Dangling my berries? Uh, there's been a few different things. Uh, like when we were when we were doing the, the production meeting, uh, as I like to call the, 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 the WhatsApp group that we're in. Uh, <laughs> The there was there was one thing that I'd seen a few people tweet about this morning uh, with regards to another Brit Les company being dicks, but I thought I'm going to keep the positivity up uh, instead of going down that that wormhole of of who's in the right and who's in the wrong when it comes to to booking people and paying people and whatnot because uh, there's there's been enough shit about that over the last few few weeks in Brit wrestling that mm. we don't need to kind of involve ourselves with. So I thought I'll go for something that's a wee bit more mainstream than uh, than that. And that is the backlash to Grayson Waller's comments about Taylor Swift on the bump uh, last week. Now, I don't know if it's been a plant. I don't know if it is something that's generally or genuinely being considered for WrestleMania 40 or not. But I think it was after the was it the fast lane uh, press conference a few weeks ago, 
I might mean, be wrong with whatever event it was, but basically one of the the journals in the in there uh, asked uh, EO Sky if she would fight Taylor Swift, and since then, I mean that 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 journal got a lot of backlash, a lot of a lot of shit for asking that question in the in the presser, but since then, and again with the rise of Taylor Swift's uh, relationship with with Travis Kelsey and everything like that, there just seems to be more than more <clears throat> kind of Taylor Swift pops and stuff. Uh, and digs coming up in WWE uh, narrative and in and, and shows and stuff, almost CM Punk levels of mm. of Easter eggs and things coming out, and then on the bump uh, on uh, Friday, I think it was Grayson Waller made a comment that he doesn't date sixes or something to that effect uh, <laughs> when when Taylor Swift and, and Travis Kelsey were brought up. And that then led to Grayson Waller putting out a, an apology video. Uh, if you haven't seen it, just go on his, his Twitter. Uh, it's probably the funniest thing that he's done that I've seen. But basically, he's he's doing this kind of almost Holly Willoughby-esque apology, uh, saying, you know, he's sorry that, uh, that what he said offended people, he was being in character and whatnot, and that he was also sorry that Taylor Swift fans can only identify themselves as Taylor Swift fans. You know, they, they live their life vicariously through the the, the, the songs and relationships that, that Taylor Swift has. And then he went on a big thing about how his, DM, his DMs are full of swamp donkeys <laughs> uh, ha- having, having pops at him. And then he ends it by saying, you know... Uh, Taylor Swift fans are worse than the internet wrestling community. Uh, but in any any line of online work, haters are going to hate, 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 and they just need to shake it off. And then he starts playing Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. Um, and then he, he calls, basically calls them all losers and says that the song's garbage to, to end it. Oh, so, you know, is that an apology that's not an apology? But I think it, in terms of the... The discussions around, you know, the biggest female uh, singer-songwriter on the planet, getting all these tenuous and maybe tedious links to WWE. I'm wondering if there is something maybe in the works. You know, it's WrestleMania 40 in March, April time. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a big one. We spoke the other week there, last week, about, you know, Luke Combs being groomed to sing the National Anthem. Uh, at, at WrestleMania, WrestleMania 40 in Philly, Taylor Swift belting out the Star Spangled Banner or the America the Brave. You know, I could see it, it happening. I could see it happening because, you know, with, with all the money that WWE are bringing in, you know, they can afford Taylor Swift, you know, for, for three minutes, whatever it is. And, you know, they've got a ready-made storyline there, Grayson Waller. Uh, Grayson, what, what I, I pitched in the, the WhatsApp was, Grayson Waller against Pat McAfee with Travis Kelsey in his corner fighting for the honour of Taylor Swift. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, there, there's, there's legs in it. There's legs in it. And I think that there's been too many instances of, of, her, getting, uh, of her getting mentioned for it not to be something that they're maybe considering. Do you think that's just them putting the, the feelers out to see if she bites maybe? Do you think there's been any sort of a conversation between Taylor Swift and the WWE or whatever. Do you think, or do you think that's them just throwing her name out there to, to see if she responds then to get that sort I, of agreement it, it, it could be a massive fishing trip. You know, it could it could be yeah. that kind of thing. But I mean, she does. You know, she is uh, kind of 
wrestling adjacent, I suppose would be the would be the term. Uh, having been the babysitter for Jeff Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett's kids back in the day, so you know she's oh. she's got a bit of the she's got a bit of the fed in her. She's got a bit of the 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 stuff in her. I mean, I I, I think it would be for for it being arguably the biggest WrestleMania this this decade. Why not have the biggest uh, the biggest singer of the decade I'm, I'm jumping in and say that if, if Taylor Swift had, it wasn't going to do anything she's that kind of <laughs> high profile and powerful they would have cut that shit off very quickly if uh, if, mm-hmm. if her name's being brought up if nothing, if there's nothing at all in it, they, her team would have probably been all over it going don't mention her don't mention Taylor Swift because we're not interested you know um, so I mean it'd be Things like that have been flirted for years. Was Justin Bieber was supposed to sing the national anthem at one point and, and possibly be in a match? Uh, and then, of course, we have had like biggish names. Bieber, Bieber in a match would have been amazing purely if they did it against hardcore Holly and he just absolutely murdered the kid. Proper absolute, Daniel Absolute murder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean they're going to need some, some, some good. I don't know who, who's done the Star Spangled Banger River is America the Beautiful the last few years. Last one I remember was uh, Michelle Williams just dying on stage. Uh, mm. I mean, the third third most successful member of Destiny's Child. Um, so that that's a I don't I don't give a shit about all that kind of stuff because it's all America is great and it's a worldwide show. But to get Taylor Swift on yeah. it would would certainly draw an extra casual crowd in. Yeah. At the very least, that's it. It's and that—that's the thing. They, they always talk about how WrestleMania sells itself. It doesn't need a match to sell WrestleMania. But if you think of the extra, the extra pay per view buys, that yeah, I sure. mean, like that is a rabid fan base. The Swifties, like my my sister in law uh, in Canada, she is fanatical about her, like to the point where uh, she she's pregnant just now. She, uh, my, my niece is going to be born in. December, just before Christmas, and she already has a Taylor Swift first words book, like in the in the nursery for it, for her. So, so you know, and that that that's just one person who I consider to be fairly level headed, but the the maniacal uh, Swift fans would no doubt be chucking fifty dollars at their pay per view supplier, uh, just just to get a, a up for that. I've no doubt, and and I think if they were able to incorporate it into some kind of, or e- even have a smash Pat McAfee with a guitar, Jeff Jarrett style, perfect. That would mm-hmm. that that that's your WrestleMania moment, like there, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> or, or or have her do the Snoop Dogg for last year, you know, drop uh, <laughs> that like that 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 is one of my few laugh out loud moments of this year was Snoop Dogg having to improvise after Shane McMahon just buckled on himself. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, the Shane McMahon just disappeared. He just disappeared. He was never mentioned. It was never it was like never Aye. mentioned again. The next night, <laughs> no, Snoop Dogg did a elbows, elbow drop. That's That was all that happened. Nothing happened beforehand because that. <laughs> In fact, I'm, I'm booking out Taylor Swift to dethrone the other play. Uh, well, yeah. like... Where where with Jeff Javits uh, guitar shot and then a stroke. That's that's what I'm calling now. Calling it for yeah, Taylor Swift. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's... God, that's that's headlines. 
Uh, is, well, I'll get Johnny to put that, that in the, bio, uh, in the head description. Put back, put back. What were you then, Billy? Uh, what are you going to put that up again? I'm, I'm, I'm two up. I'm all right with this one because we kind of mentioned it already, and it was, it was the big news as of recording this morning, which was Impact Wrestling is taping their Glasgow show, which is happening on Thursday, so probably tomorrow, in the in release world maybe. Um, so mm-hmm. it, it, Glasgow TV taping, it's going to go out on November tenth, and they've already announced five matches for the show. But now that they've announced the TV taping, that's when all bets are kind of off. Now they're wanting to make this a big one. They're going to make it a, a big deal. Um, we already know it's going to be Eddie Edwards versus Rhino. We've got um, Motor City Machine Guns. Oh my God, Motor City Machine Guns versus Josh Alexander and Eric Young. Subculture versus Moose, Brian Myers and Don- Diona Perazzo. Grado versus Trey Miguel which is the most random matchup that they could have thrown in there. Aye, I, was, I was thinking that as well. I was like, it, it's like, no, no offence to Grado, we, we love him here on the, the daft sheet. What's his what's his cardio going to be like to keep up with today, Miguel? <laughs> standing in the middle. What, how is that? Just standing in the middle and just, just hope for the best. Just posting, posting in basin, posting in basin. That uh, We've got Giselle Shaw versus Jordan Grace. Funnily enough, Giselle Shaw is the lineal Scottish wrestling women's champion as being the last uh, holder when that title was active. So, you know, that's quite big. And then, other than that, we've got Joe Henry supposed to be there uh, on that sh- of shows. Trinity supposed to be on those shows. Gail Kim's going to be there. Tommy Dreamer. Okay, they're not all good. Uh, Tommy Dreamer is supposed to be there. Rich Swan's <laughs> supposed to be there. So now it's a case of, we know this is going to be taped. What's going to happen? Who, what's going It's not just going to be a, a bog-standard six-match card, go-home-happy. Ace, you saw some some impact wrestling. It's now the the road to TNA, the hard to kill in January. So it just oh, makes yeah, it a very yeah, exciting yeah, prospect, and it must mean they sold really well in Glasgow yeah, as well. Yeah. If they're gonna throw some cameras in and, and tape it. Wait, it's the the academy, isn't it? Road to academy. Yeah. Yep. I uh, that that look great in telly. That look really really cool. Uh, I mean, that's they they hit. That's where. Was it Fear and Loathing? They used to have Fear... Oh, no, Fear and Loathing's always been at the Barras, but there, there was, uh, done, there was a couple Shugs. of ICW yeah, shows. Yeah, Shugs there, I think. Shugs House Party, that's it, aye. So that, so that should be that should be some buzz for that. And uh, I, you, you listened every day that they could be getting on the show. If there's any way that they can squeeze Simon Miller onto that one as well, because, uh, I mean, his, his feud with Joe Hendy that's been playing out on the... Uh, the Joe Hendy's fast food or food fight yeah. uh, thing and whatnot... It'd be cool to see Miller being on the telly as well as being on yeah. the, the Invasion stuff as well on the, the live shows. He's on the Newcastle show, isn't he? Um, against Aye. Joe Henry, I'm sure. Is that, do you reckon that's maybe just a one-off? Or do you, do you think they'd maybe throw him in against Henry? Or even do the the Glasgow shows before the Newcastle one, isn't that? Uh, yeah, it's, it's Glasgow's uh, first. And yeah. speaking of that, you yeah. heard the, the chat with Will Ospreay. He's, he's, he's on board with with dropping in on Glasgow, if if the, mm. if the if the I don't know if the money was right, the time was right. So you never know. We could we could see Will Osprey on uh, a little bit earlier before Turning Point uh, on on the Impact Show in Glasgow. So it's yeah, it's just it's a very exciting prospect, a very exciting time. And how has this company still alive, but they're still causing this much buzz? Uh, it's it's testament to to Impact. I mean, this is obviously the the TNA Daft podcast this week, 
Um, Aye. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's, it's just yeah, super exciting time, and I'm looking. For, I'm, I won't be at the show, but I have I have my sources, so I'll be looking for all the the scoops and the and the results as soon as possible to to find out more. It's a, it's a great venue, the academy. I remember uh, back in the the halcyon days of of being a wannabe rock star. I remember playing. Uh, I think it was there was just under a thousand people at the the show that we played, uh, and uh, about halfway through the first thought, the first song, I broke a string in my guitar, and spent the next five <laughs> minutes begging one of the other bands to let me use theirs, uh, which meant our set get cut quite significantly <laughs> uh, on on the the biggest show that we ever did. So we we went from playing to just under a thousand people at the Carlin Academy on a Saturday night. Uh, in fact, you know who we were playing with? The Law for Dundee. That's who we were playing with. Uh, we're supporting them. We are, we are, we are the Law. Uh, in fact, you, you'd, you'd have still been in nappies when that was going about, to be honest. <laughs> um, but yeah, we went from playing that to playing Cosmopol, a karaoke bar in Glasgow, to the other bands and one of their girlfriends. And then we called it a day. We peaked. We peaked uh, at, the, at the academy. Uh, so let's hope that Impact does not do the same. Perfect, right. Uh, Two good bits of gossip there. Um, again, you've given me ample time to come up with my uh, headlines here for either of them. However, to 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 make it fair, um, I think the biggest news out of the two of them definitely is Grayson Waller having pops at the Swifties. So um, I'll give you the point there, Chris. Thank you. And, after some deliberation, my headline for that is going to be It's far from a love story as Waller creates bad blood with the Swifties. Very good. Nice. Very good. So I was trying so, to be so, a bit more creative than that. But that's what what's, what's your favourite uh, Taylor Swift era, uh, Lewis? You know, you, um, you, you're, the, right, you're right in the demographic for the growing up the love, Taylor Swift. The love story era. The love story era. Every time me and my pal get a little bit pissed. At a pub that's got a karaoke bar, um, we are straight up there with love story. I'm I'm the same. I'm the same. Love story. I remember when I was driving driving home from work, I used to drive an hour and a half to get home. I would have love story on and uh, picture to burn. That was my uh, that was my tune to have on. Get get the window down and and start shouting out. Even the even the lyrics that have now been changed since because they probably weren't PC at the time and they definitely aren't now. Uh, But uh, that picture to burn. A song that was my that was my summer anthem <laughs> with love story as well. It's always like it's a little bit like telling your pals you like wrestling to start. It's like they scroll through when you're in the car with them. Maybe they're going through the rock songs and the rap songs, and we're like, yeah, and they just creep Taylor Swift love story in the middle of your playlist, and it comes on. You're looking, I'm like, and then you start looking at each other, going, maybe. Yeah. No. You put it on, and then you realise. You realise. <laughs> it's like it's, I mean, I was, was going to say, like, I, I went to busted recently, and and you know, it, it, oh. it, that's it. That's the reaction. It's like, but back right. when I was young, it was like it, was, it wasn't cool to like busted, and now I'm at an age where I don't give a fuck, and I'm just like, I went to see busted, and right. I was like, oh, amazing! I wish I went to see them, fucking right, because they were ace. <laughs> I think I've maybe mentioned this on a podcast before, but like that was my that was my first ever. CD. That was, I think, that was my main birthday present. No, my main birthday present. I probably got a bike or something as well, but I just threw that to the side when I was seven, just to get the busted CD. And I was just seven, walking away. Five, seven. seven, mate. Sorry, and it was a weekly reminder, Chris. Always. Hang on, which um, album was it? 
Um, it was the one where they're standing um, at their mug shots. Oh, so old because yeah. I think I was like twelve or thirteen when that came out. So that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> That, I, I was yeah, a, I was an adult. Order. I was an adult when that album <laughs> came out. Uh, actually, like the the band that that I was talking about earlier that I was in, we did a, a a few like showcases for different uh, labels and stuff. And again, this this is this is you know pop pop song daft this week now. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we met a guy called John McLaughlin who was the guy responsible for signing Busted. And basically what he told us was that the whole of their first album, James Bourne had written like three songs. All the other songs were pre-written and they just had to find guys that looked good that could play instruments to to make up the band. So basically, apart from what I go to school for and I think maybe 3am, Everything else was just like ready there, just waiting to be recorded. <laughs> Once they figured out that that you know Matt Willis that, yeah. could play bass and and Charlie could could play the guitar and sing a bit, uh, so it was all it was all put together. He also told us that Sandy Tom was a big fraud as well. Uh, Sandy Tom again. I mean, this is what seventeen years ago or whatever now. Uh, Sandy Tom got told that uh, she would only get signed if she get rid of her band. Because she was she was in she was in quite a quite a a decent band that was doing the, the rounds in Edinburgh and Glasgow, but the record label only liked her. They didn't like the rest of the band, which is why the one song that she's known for is just a drum beat and her singing over the top of it because it was a full song with the full production and all that. But the the label were like, nah, <laughs> we'll just take you instead. <laughs> It's like when you see when you used to watch an X Factor when there was like one good singer and then a bunch of jobbers as part of like the five piece band and they're like, No, we're only putting you through and then there's like that bit where it's like, Oh, but I don't wanna leave them, I don't wanna leave them behind. It's like, ah you fucking do. Ah you fucking do. But yeah. I'm completely lost where we are now. <laughs> Aye, uh, we went we went th- from Taylor Swift to Busted to Bitterness about being in the music and industry. Sandy Tom. In the space of like three minutes. Sandy did Tom. I, did I just... She, get, she's, did I just... <laughs> of she not feel up your neck of the woods? I think so. I'm sure, I'm sure she was like like Northern. Yeah, I, I would say Afford, but I think that was... Um, that was uh, something Sandy, was it? Uh, Emily Sandy. Sandy. She was Afford. Uh, but yeah, I think I think she is up around here. Like, some, probably some arse end of nowhere, like, Ochna Herder or something like that. <laughs> Right, so are are the TV pages getting um, getting released from the contract this week again, or are we going to manage no, to sneak them in? No, we've got time for them. We've got time, time for them. Yeah. Right, perfect. Right, we're going to the TV pages then. First time in, what, three weeks we've managed Aye. to get to them. We've been, even though we've managed to speak about Busted and... The important <laughs> things. <laughs> Taylor Swift around, like the good stuff. <laughs> uh, we've managed to sneak in some TV pages. So what is... Uh, wrestling, wrestling related, but not particularly wrestling. Um, in your eyes, what's the best story, or the best thing to watch, or the best thing you've read or listened to um, this week? So, Billy, I'll go with you first. Uh, I'll be honest; I shot the bed with this one a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, it, I, no, you know, what? I was just thinking of you guys and some content, some hashtags that you could throw in just to to try and drive up the the numbers. Um, I watched Spider Man recently. The, I the first one, I've I've seen it before. It came out twenty years ago, um, and with Spider Man Two coming out on the PS Five, there you go. There's all your your analytics just thrown in all the 
Miles Morales, <laughs> throw him in there as well. Um, it reminded me of Randy Savage, Bonesaw McGraw. And, you know, it's still a good film. It hasn't probably aged as well as, as now you see the Tom Holland Spider-Mans, but they've still got a, a good charm to them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Spider-Man, it's still ace. Spider-Man's the best superhero. Uh, you can debate it. I don't care. I'm going to sit here. Even if you give me a nice, logical, sound debate, I'm still going to sit here and go, but it's Spider-Man, though. So. I'll give you a little bit more of a connection with that one to wrestling as well. i seen on Angelo Dawkins' Instagram story today that he bought Spider-Man um, on his PS5. So there's your vague link there we go. that allows you to talk about this as much as you want. <laughs> but yeah, I've... Since we're completely off topic of wrestling, who's who's do you think the best Spider Man is? Oh, uh, right. I don't know if we've got enough time for this. It's, it's, throw it in quick it's Andrew Garfield, but his films are shite. But it was written badly, but Plays I enjoyed his portrayal the most as Spider Man. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed Tom. I enjoyed um, Tom Holland's got kind of the whole package. I think I think he's a really good Spider Man, really good Peter Parker. Tobey Maguire was was a was the best Peter Parker. So, uh, if you're asking best Spider Man out of the film ones, it's it's Andrew Garfield's. Uh, but he was let down by his films, but it made up for it in No Way Home as I cried in the uh, in the cinema <laughs> during it as a, as both of the what's, thirty-two at that time. What's what's Spider Man's aunt called again? What's me? Like Aunt May. Marissa Tomei played her in one of the films, didn't she? Oh, yeah. Yep. And she was in The Wrestler with her tits out. She was in The Wrestler. That was the other, other oh, link I was going to go for. So <clears throat> we've got there. We've got there. It was kind of, kind of like that, uh, the Kevin Bacon game. Mm-hmm. Uh, like 60 degrees of Kevin Bacon. We'll always be able to find a way back to, to wrestling. Uh, I, I, as you can tell from that, I'm not a massive uh, Spider Man <laughs> fan. Uh, but. Uh, what was it, like the was it the Into the Spider Verse stuff that uh, Donald Glover was a part of as well? I haven't seen Across the Spider Verse yet, but I have seen the spoilers. Yeah, he does he does appear in it, but he, he was in one of the um, Tom Holland ones as well uh, as mm. as um, well eventually be Prowler. So yeah, he's he's been he's been about so. See, fuck okay, it. Let's talk I want to speak about Spider Man. <laughs> no, the reason I ask Welcome is like the, I was I was going back through episodes of Community uh, a wee while ago, uh, and uh, there's uh, there's an episode where he's dressed up in the Spider Man get up, and that's apparently what kickstarted the clamor by fans to have him get into the Spider Man universe was just this like random wearing of the, the Spider Man costume in an episode of the community. Jeez I'm dying here, sorry. Yeah. Well that go off the whole episode. Um right, um, we could probably speak about things that are completely off topic all day, but we'll go to you, Chris, is there any maybe sounder link between your one and wrestling or is it completely well, the, wildly the, the, off topic again there was two that I had in mind one which would take probably the darkest turn you know for a while we were the uh, get cancelled daft uh, <laughs> uh, with some of the stuff we were talking about uh, and one of the things that I was I was thinking about talking about would probably lead us down some dark cancellation themed paths but I'll just say 
if you haven't watched The Reckoning on BBC, the, the Jimmy Savile uh, serialisation, uh, where and he claimed, or they talk about him claiming to be the, the most dangerous wrestler in Yorkshire, especially when it came to girls, uh, then go and watch it, because Steve Coogan's <laughs> fantastic in it. Uh, it is a grim, 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 grim watch, but it's 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 a good show, uh, and Steve Coogan should probably get a lot of awards for it because he's portrayal of the most hideous man that ever lived uh, in Yorkshire, at least. Well, is he worse than the Yorkshire Ripper? Probably, aye. Uh, but uh, it's it's worth watching if if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, but the thing that I'm going to talk about more is. Uh, have either of you heard of a band called The Rhythm Method at all? No. No. So The Rhythm Method are a two-piece band from uh, from London. They do... The the album that they released in, I think it was 2019, called How Would You Know That I'm Lonely? How, How Would You Know I Was Lonely? Sorry. Uh, it's very pet shop boysy. It's kind of... It almost sounds like a parody album, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just like the the... It's kind of spoken word over quite jaunty sounding tracks, uh, and it's very a very enjoyable kind of album about uh, singledom in your mid twenties, and you know trying to escape the the squalor of just just existing basically. Uh, but they've got some good songs on it. But they're, they're releasing a, a new single uh, and a new album over the next week. While the lead single from it is a song called "Please Don't Die." Uh, which uh, is quite a good, you know, wrestling chant. You hear that quite often in like death matches and stuff. <laughs> but the the clip that is on the the Vimeo uh, link that they sent out on the release of it is the song just over multiple looped uh, Undertaker and Paul Bearer promos. Uh, so the end of the show here. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's uh, it's. <laughs> The the song itself deals with uh like it's it's about wanting to, you know, make things better for yourself. There's also kind of like uh there's there's lyrics about suicide and stuff in it as well. It's got a really nice uh female vocal comes in uh throughout it as well. And it's uh it's it's just generally a nice song to listen to. The the subject matter's maybe not <clears throat> the most cheeriest, but it's a nice song, a bit of a departure from what's on the, the how how would you know I was lonely? Uh, album uh, and uh, one of the other reasons I wanted to plug it as well is that we are possibly getting an interview with them uh, for the future episode of the Daft Sheet because uh, uh, Rowan and Joseph uh, from the band are massive wrestling fans or at least one of them is I don't know which one yet uh, but uh, but one of them constantly tweets about wrestling and obviously that's uh, that's been shown through in this uh, video clip that they've got for, for Please Don't Die. So I'm hoping to get a chat with them at some point over the, the next uh, week or so uh, and have them as the centrefold as well. Right. Right, so... They've also, in, in, one of, in, the, in the song that they've got called How Would You Know I Was Lonely, they've got a line which I think is the, the perfect kind of sums up a lot of the internet wrestling community that they only get disparaged as being virgins and stuff like that. The line is, I've had sex with women more than I deserve, uh, which I think is uh, is quite a nice quite a nice line in, in a song that's full of nice wee pithy lines, such as, uh, Cigarettes and Alcohol is one of my favourite songs. It's got a catchy chorus and it's three minutes fifty long. 
<laughs> so there's, it's it's very if you like bands like the Streets and other kind of like even stuff like John Cooper Clark spoken word poetry over over beats. Uh, it's it's a great listen. Good, good from both there. Um, definitely check out that song probably sooner than I'll check out anything to do with that horrible bastard you mentioned in the first one. <laughs> Are you um, going to say Spider-Man? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Spider-Man as well. I've, I've, I've definitely not watched enough Spider-Man. Um, I think I've Savile seen parts here and there. Savile-man. <laughs> here we go, cancellation. <laughs> uh, but I'll go for Chris, I'll go for yours. Makes it a nice even tool. And Smashing. I, 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 I had one lined up halfway through that, but I think I'll just go for... Rhythm is a dancer, Savile is a wanker. There's going to be your headline. <laughs> we'll that. There's going to be your headline for this. <laughs> no cancellation so far, so why not throw it in right at the fucking end? Um, <laughs> so, I do believe that makes it two all. Two all. So two all, and that puts it perfectly even for the quiz that I can't be losing because I'm the host this week, thank God. <laughs> um, I did ask Chris earlier is there a quiz you want me to do for this um, do you want to set one up and I'll do it, forgetting that if Chris, Chris, Chris set up the quiz, uh, you'd know all the answers so this is a quick one I've thrown oh, together um, what it's going to be is I don't know if you've seen the Santa's app and everything on TikTok or whatever, but they do a guess a wrestler in which it's, you're going to get 60 seconds to ask yes or no questions to sort of narrow it down and guess a wrestler I'm going to go alternate, you're going to get three each, and if you can get it within the 60 seconds, you'll get a point. If not, I'll no be, point I'll be automatically out if we make a wrong guess at the name. No, no, um, uh, you can you can smash names left, right and centre, I'm just going to say yes or no. Cool. So, it'll be no if it's not then. Yes, if it is, and we'll stop the clock. I'll do the timing. Um, I'll be... Somewhat generous if you're absolutely nowhere near it, but only maybe an extra five seconds or so. <laughs> so, who's who would say they're a little bit more confident? Who wants to choose questions A? Who wants questions B? <coughs> I I think uh, I think Billy should go B for Brian. That's it. Yeah, there we go. B for Brian. Brian. <laughs> uh, right, we'll go with you first, then, Chris. Um, I'll put sixty seconds on the clock. I'll give you a little clue. You know what? First one, Nicholas. Get them for right, the next cool. one. So just um, any question? Yeah, any question. Are they from here? When did they start? Well, yes or no's. Um, if you ask something that's not a yes or no, you're not getting anything from me. Cool. So just rapid fire the questions. If I get something wrong, and I'm pretty uninformed. As well as. Um, so we'll start there. Chris, your 60 seconds starts. Now. Is it a meal? It is. Is it WWE? It is. Is it a current champion? It is. Seth Rollins? Nope. Uh, is it a tag team champion? It is. Uh, Damien Priest? 20 seconds. Maybe I've given you way more time or maybe I've given you it too easy. Um, but this is a, this is a starter questions. These are the easy ones. They'll get harder as they go. Second one, a little bit um, more difficult. Third one, 
surprised if you get it. Okay, so there we go. One nil, Chris. Moving over to you, Brian. I, I like. I like. Um, before we go ahead, he says yes or no questions, and you asked. <laughs> you asked your question. You went. It is, which is <laughs> <laughs> the gate of the yes or no. There we go. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Right, you're getting yes or no for that cheek. <laughs> um, right, okay, 60 seconds, but it starts. Are they in WWE? Yes. Uh, male, are they male? They are. Yes, yes. <laughs> are they a champion? <laughs> yes. Uh, are they a singles champion? Yes. Oh, shit. Uh, Gunther? No. Uh, Seth Rollins? No. Uh, are they on SmackDown? Roman yes. Reigns. No. Nope. left. Rey Mysterio? Yep. There we go. So you've got the two champions out of the way. That You did that in 59 seconds. I'll just take my time. So what was that? Had <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little bit of intrigue and suspense to this. Um, right, so we're moving to the next one. It's one all. I think it should get a little bit harder than this. Um, these two at sea, these are gone from beginner to sort of intermediate level of difficulty I've got time, might throw in a fourth one um, however, your 60 seconds Chris, for question 2 starts now uh, Are they in AEW? Nope Are they in WWE? Nope Are they in Impact? Nope Are they in New Japan? No Are they dead? <laughs> no do they have a dead dad? Probably. <laughs> uh, are they are they retired? Yeah, they are. Is it a male? It's a male. Bret Hart. Nope. Uh, Honky Tonk Man. Nope. Uh, were they on Legends House? I think so. Mean Gene Okerlund. No. Uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Don't take that answer, yes, it's gospel, but... That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, good. Have they uh, lived with DDP? No. Oh. But they probably could have at some point. Uh, I was going to leave Jake, Jake, Jake the Snake there. Uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine. No, I'll give you one more guess. There's no, there's no time limit on this guess. Just uh, take Abdu- your time. Abdullah the Butcher. Uh, is, is he not dead? <laughs> is, he like, uh, is he dead? It could be, probably. Um, no, I don't care. No. That's morbid then. Uh, <laughs> the answer, do you have any guesses before that? Uh, Roddy Piper. Tell you, brother. The answer is Mick Foley. Oh. Oh, yeah. We, we automatically think DDP, it's druggies, but, you know, that that's... He's know. very... Crippled. Um, <laughs> he probably could have at some point gone. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you've seen him on. Have you ever seen the show Hot Ones? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mike Foley was on that the other day. Um, he comes across really well. Um, so there's my TV pick of the week. If you want to have a little watch, watch that. Um, right, Billy, over to you. You can take the lead with a correct answer here. Your time starts. No? Are they male? Yes. Uh, are they currently active as a wrestler? No. Okay, right. Uh, are they in the Hall of Fame? WWE Hall of Fame? 
I think so. Okay. Uh, have uh, don't take it as gospel, though. right? Um, have they won a championship in WWE as WWE? Yes. Okay. Ric Flair. No. Um, have they wrestled at WrestleMania? Yes. That hasn't helped me because I don't remember any of them either. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, Roddy Piper. Um, nope. Oh, fuck. Jim Duggan. Oh, he hasn't won a title. Talk straight. Um, does he have. Is he a legacy? Has he got a son that wrestles? Uh, technically, he has. Kurt Angle. No, wait. No. He's, he's done as well. Uh, technically, he has. Ask a couple more. He's been in a WWE ring anyway, getting thrown about. Oh, oh no. Final guess. Okay, he's been in a ring, has been thrown about. Technically, has a son that's in the wrestling. In the Hall of Fame. Ah, oh, Can I, just before you answer that, uh, I'm going to see if he has a Hall of Fame. <laughs> Um. Yeah, he is in the Hall of Fame. He was he was a headliner. Ah, uh, not too long. Not ago. too long ago. Ah, oh, fuck! I can't remember. Um. Oh, it's good. JBL. Any ideas, Chris? So their son has been kicked about nothing. Yes. It's fucking Goldberg. Uh. <laughs> it is <laughs> Goldberg. It is William <laughs> William Goldberg. Um, Brian Goldberg. His son technically has been thrown about. Brian Goldberg. <laughs> his son got thrown about by uh, Brian Lashley. Um, was it SummerSlam a couple of years ago? Um, so, yeah, keeps the score at uh, one all. I don't know what that says about your chances for the hard ones. Um I will have a tiebreaker one where I'm going to say a few things about them in the first one. The buzzing with their name. <laughs> if it gets to that, cool. Um, I'll say a few things like the question you guys are asking, and you can buzz in. But Chris, over to you for the third one. Okay. <clears throat> this is the hardest one of the lot. Um, I've been very sexist for this quiz. It is a male. Um, I'll give you that at the start. Um, so 60 seconds actually I'll give you a minute and a half for this one because it's pretty obscure 3, 2, 1, go dead no oh uh, WWE yes mainly on main event no uh, on currently wrestling no. Uh, do they do commentary? Eh, uh, some sort. Some sort of commentary. Hmm. Don't get hung up on that. Uh, ha- have they been a manager of the valley? Not, not predominantly. Maybe, maybe a couple of matches here or there. Uh, former champion. Yeah. Former world champion? Nope. Former intercontinental champion? Nope. Former tag team champion? Nope. Former US champion? Nope. Former universal champion? 
Nope. No. Fuck. Uh, former NWA champion. Nope. Uh, Keep rattling through your WWE belts. Former. Oh, is it uh, Ron Killen's uh, Artif? Nope. Former 24 7 champion. Nope. Uh, former hardcore champion. Yes. Oh, uh, Al Snow. Nope. Steve Whiteman. seconds. No. Uh, 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 Funaki. Nope. Five seconds. Uh, uh, the Hurricane. Nope, and I'll just give you one more guess. Final guess. Take your time. Uh, I was going to, You said it's not dead, so it's not Crash Holly. Uh, nope. uh, who's another hardcore champion? Uh... One of the headbangers, Mosh. Mosh for the headbangers. It is not, I'm afraid. Billy, no. have you got any ideas? Uh, Steve Blackman. Nah. I've got this idea to do him from his popular YouTube channel that he's Maven. just created. Maven. Maven. It is Maven. <laughs> YouTube channel is Mr. Maven. It's brilliant. He just takes you completely behind the curtain. He just brings out money and goes, so this is how much I made this show. This is how much much I made. This guy was a prick. Dean Malenko could suck my dick. It's like it's like the nice side of Ryback. It's like Ryback is like a dick. But Aye. Maven does the exact same, but does it in such a nice way that you like it. No. Did you see uh, uh, Ryback's video the other day with his loyalty check that he got for $249? The fact that he's still getting paid anything is a miracle. <laughs> I know, but he's given off. He's given off because they keep dead naming him. Uh, so because he's legally changed his name to Ryback Reeves, all the correspondence he gets for WWE is for Ryan Reeves, and he's just mm. going off from one. He's like, they know that's not my name. They know I've changed my name. They keep calling me my old name. <laughs> he's a prick, wasn't he? <laughs> nice and simple. Right, like Billy, this is your chance to oh, win here. God. Here we go. For the win. Okay. Three, two, one. Active. Go. No. Alive. No. Uh, former champion in WWE. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Hall of Fame. No. Right. Okay. Um, heavyweight champion. No. Uh, Mid-card, Intercontinental Champion. No. Okay, Tag Team Champion? Yes. Dead Tag Team Champion, okay. Uh, Lance Cade? No. I would love to have thought right. Good one, though, that's... Uh, So, former Tag Team Champion, dead, WWE. 30 seconds left. Uh, uh, Not Hall of Fame. Fuck. Did, just only tag team champion. Okay. No. Uh, hardcore champion. Grandmaster yeah. Sexy. No. Five seconds left and I'll give you a final guess. Uh, oh, fuck knows. I, I, final guess. So take your time. These games. Uh, give me further win. Whatever name comes out of your mouth yeah. is correct. Tag team champion. I thought we go to the tiebreaker. Tag team champion. Hardcore champion. Dead. Uh, ah, Crash Holly. Crash Holly is your answer. And in 
true poetic fashion uh, from last week of me saying Gangrel, one answer too soon. Chris has done the exact same thing yep. by guessing Crash Holly for the last one. It is Crash Holly. <laughs> well done, Billy. Well done. We well done. <laughs> I just realised there are two hardcore champions there, um, but that is that is poetic. I love that. I love that it's not me fucking up in the quiz this time. I'm taking that as a win for me. I feel absolutely amazing about that. <laughs> you deserve it, Lewis. You deserve it. I do. Thank you. I feel like Christian with the um, TNT title when Billy's actually the Luchasaurus. I'm taking this W. Um, <laughs> no, but well done, mate. Um, I'm sure we'll get we'll get some more in, innovative quizzes or games the next week when uh, Chris takes a hot seat again, but um, fair play, yes, fair play, yes, and Chris, thanks for letting me shamble my way through this. Um, we're we're all just shambling our way through life, so <laughs> we might as well shamble our way through podcasts as well. <laughs> Is there anything else either of you would like to add before we <coughs> head up the road? No, uh, just uh, thanks to everybody that's been listening over the last wee while. Uh, I think uh, from looking at the, the Apple podcast charts, we were as high as 29th in the UK wrestling podcast charts uh, last week. Uh, it usually takes a, a bit of a, it goes for a bit of a spike whenever there's a main uh, show, but in lieu of a main show, we've still been keeping it relatively high. I think we, we leveled out for the week at like number 62 or 63. But the highest we got to was 29 last week. So thanks to everybody that is listening. Uh, I know he's looking to learn it back to us on Twitter uh, or, or whatever, but it's good to know that, you know, he's at least tuning in for the first 30 seconds. Uh, <laughs> so, that, so that we're keeping the algorithm going. Uh, but yeah, yeah, thanks for thanks for listening. Uh, I mean, this is this will be episode 17. Uh, so if we do make it to, epi- if we do make it to episode 20, <laughs> uh, then, you know, we, we must be doing something right. <laughs> Or, or that means that the main show are still not putting <laughs> putting stuff in. Um, anyway, I, th- I think I think at the, I think at this point we are becoming the main show, though. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't want to be I don't want to be that it's guy and start claim. firing shots. It's a bold claim. And uh, and uh, Survivor uh, Series is coming up. This could be games. Well, that's I'm, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> uh, I'll throw my if I don't mind I'll plug my shit as well uh, I am I'm currently the, the fourth uh, most listened to wrestling podcast in Slovakia uh, the, the SW <laughs> yes, that, that, that's the demo you want that's, that's the demo you want the rest of them. Um, so yeah SWN podcast we do uh, I've got an interview or a road trip or something once a week we do preview shows of, of shows that are that I'm going to as well um, we do stuff like all about the disco about Discovery Wrestling the WrestleZone podcast about WrestleZone we've got other shit as well we've got Patreon so fuck you Undertaker uh, you can sign up to my, my my Patreon. It's one pound. You can sign up to the Wrestling Daft one as well while you're at it. I think it all evens out. You pay the same for two Patreons instead of the Undertaker's one, you know, and there'll be less, you knows, uh, just more shambolic podcasts like this. So I've had a blast coming back on. It's So I was on episode, the pilot in episode officially one, uh, back for 17. So I'm hoping that that, that causes a nice spike or if it bottoms out, I'm, I, I'm, I truly apologize for that. <laughs> Next time you're on, we'll call you Billy. <laughs> no, no, I liked it. I liked it, Brian. We'll, we'll keep it as Brian. <laughs> but, 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 but Billy's your Vicky Shea. No, sorry, Brian's your Vicky Shea 
to Billy's Trevor. Trevor. Oh, I'll never it forget is. Trevor. It does. Big Trev. <laughs> Billy's just shooting. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> see if I can do better on Steve at this one. Um, enjoy your week, guys. We'll see you next week. And however you enjoy your wrestling this week, make sure you keep it daft and make sure you keep it sheety. See you later. Cheers, Lewis. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.